Some business news is how the arts and crafts retailer Michaels was just bought for $3.3 billion. Yep, they spent $3.3 billion on the company in 1995 to get the contract framed. In just three weeks, people who have certain high-risk medical conditions are eligible to get the vaccine. Current and former smokers are included in that group. Anyone who has smoked at least 100 cigarettes in the past. (laughs) Well, that's like, what, everyone? That's... That's five packs of cigarettes, 100 My Aunt Chippy smokes that in a day. President Biden said that his goal is that every teacher can receive the first dose of the coronavirus vaccine by the end of March. Said teachers may receive. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Holy shit, there's a lot to talk about today. There is a lot Damn. to talk about today. It was one of those days where when you host a radio show like we do and there's a lot of stuff going on it's so hard to figure out okay what do we got to talk about how long do we have to talk about it and you never have enough time so here in the podcast we'll unleash a bunch of stuff on you guys and it's good stuff i don't think we're gonna agree and i don't think we ever have on the royal family and Meghan markle and prince harry and the queen and charles and camilla and the whole fucking lot of them but it seems like it's taken a particularly catty turn now Okay, see, that part, I do agree with you on. And at this point, I wish both sides would just, shh, both sides, though, have to agree to it. Yeah, I mean, we knew, uh, well, I, I think a lot of people kind of saw how this was going to go down. When Harry and Meghan got together, they uh, they were interested in doing their own things. And we knew that. They're much more a Hollywood couple than an, an English royal family couple. Um, they're basically the opposite of William and Kate, who are very good with the protocols and they're looking forward to becoming king and queen. Harry was never going to be king, so he could do his own thing. But the Meghan Markle thing, we kind of got the hint that there was some tension and then they decided they were leaving the royal family and now she's just straight up talking shit about them. But she says they're talking shit about her yeah, too. Yeah. And I don't even know where the truth is here. Well, nobody looks good. Like Nobody looks good here at all. Um we knew from like Harry, before he even dated Meghan, alluded to that he didn't want that kind of life because his mom was killed because she didn't do exactly what the family wanted. And he was open about that. Look that up, guys. He's been interviewed about it before. He's spoken openly about it. That All of those things hint to me that he knew his plan of action was find a woman you want to marry and get the fuck out of this. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's what it seems to me. But everyone is taking a look at Meghan, assuming that she's the one. They could share the same view. Absolutely. It just bothers me when when it all comes back to it being about Megan and Megan is the one that's being talked about the most here. Harry can, is a big boy who makes his own decisions. In fact, he's in this interview. It kind of bothers me, to be honest, that they even released teasers for this and they didn't really involve Harry. But just so you know, Harry is involved in this. But for whatever reason, they're leaving him out because Meghan Markle is the one that's going to get the headlines. She's the one that people want to see and, and judge or whatever it might be. It, it, that That part drives me crazy. And and in some cases they did it to themselves, and I'm totally I totally understand that. The firm is she what calls she, him the firm. The firm, and and she's not the only one, by the way. I believe she got that from from all of the theories uh, out of Princess Diana's death as well. And I'm sure that they're aware of it. They probably didn't like it. They don't want her doing these interviews. That's why when you're a part of the royal family, you don't do shit like that. That's why you don't do it. You need special permission. That's why they're out, so they can do things like this. I wonder if they're worried, honestly, at this point, Scott, about, like, if they're afraid for their family, basically. I truly wonder that. I don't 
Uh, you know, I never say never, I guess. Right. Like maybe there is a concern there and whether it's legit or not, I don't know. But I can say that I feel like if if Megan wasn't in the picture, I, I'm just going to go there. If Megan wasn't in the picture, maybe Harry would. Maybe he wouldn't still be involved with the royal family that I don't know. I don't care. Whatever's best for him is fine. I do think, though, that no matter what, he would not condone the shit talking about the royal family doing things like referring to them as the firm. I don't think that's Harry's style, and I don't think it looks good on Megan, to be honest with you, to go down that road. I mean, they can shut up and just, hey, listen, they can say whatever they want over there in London at the palace. We're just here in L.A. doing our thing, uh, trying to be good people, charitable people, philanthropists, and and draw attention and, and awareness for specific causes. That's all they had to do. I don't know why they're getting caught up in a back and forth. And to be honest with you, I don't know where it's coming from on the royals side over in England, but I can't imagine the queen is too happy with this either. I'm sure she'd like for this to just go away. Everybody can just, they know that about Harry and Meghan, but all the focus goes to William, Kate, and their kids. That's all they have to do because the future of the monarchy is actually pretty fun. There's going to be a king again for the first time in a generation. There's going to be a king and a queen together who have young kids running around. That's going to happen. That's the sort of stuff they should be hoping for, not scandal with a, a non-royal, an American actress who's shit-talking them from, from Hollywood. I don't know why she's getting caught up in this, if she even is. I don't know. Maybe it's the British media fueling this. I'm not sure. Oh, the British media, you're absolutely right on that. They, they're, they're very, very guilty of this because here we talk about it and it's kind of like it doesn't come up in conversation right away. But trust me, there. this is, people watch it. That's all they do is watch it. They're, that's everything to them. But just going back to, you know, her shit talking, they, they've done it too. Just they do it in different ways. And, and I don't think it's shit talking when you're trying to defend yourself. And I'll give you an example. We're going to play a bit, by the way, of this Oprah interview that, that, we, that we heard uh, in advance of it airing on Sunday night in just a minute. But we, same day this teaser dropped, the exact same day is a great example of what Megan is trying to say. She she wants to shake it. She wants to let it go. She wants nothing to do with it. But people keep dragging her in. And for example, there's a new report that claims she bullied AIDS and made them cry during her time at the palace as a working royal. We don't know if that's true or not, okay? We don't know if that's true. But the palace announced that they will be investigating it. And maybe that's something they just have to do. Maybe there's some kind of protocol that says if someone says they were, uh, you know, whatever it might be, bullied, abused, they're going to investigate it. They're going to have their people investigate it. But they now have to. Otherwise, people would accuse them of, of, of turning course. a blind eye and a cover-up. Of course. So those are all things that are pretty, like, obvious. This is one report. So this is the exact example that she's giving about what she calls perpetuating falsehoods, which is a nice way of saying starting dirty little fucking rumors. So she's basically saying that they are starting it. It doesn't mean that she's pointing at the queen, though. Can we just say that? It, it could be anyone on the inside. It could be anyone. She could be talking about William, for all we know. We have no idea who she who, who she's talking about. We can't even begin to really speculate. You can, tr- you can come up with your speculations. That's fine. We really don't know the truth here, and I wish we did. In my opinion, though, right now, neither side looks good. No, they don't. Neither side looks good. How do you feel about the palace hearing you speak your truth today? I don't know how they could expect that after all of this time, we would still just be silent if there is an active role that the firm is playing in perpetuating falsehoods about us. And if that comes with risk of losing things, I mean, there's a lot that's been lost already. 
they, they need to come up with an agreement right now. And it's, you don't talk shit about, you don't talk about me at all. Never mind talking shit or saying something nice. You know what? Don't talk about me. Don't talk about me. Don't look at me. Don't release anything to the press about me, whether it's good or bad. Uh, in return, I will not talk about you. I will not go forward and and use basically what once was my royal status to gain any type of job. I'm going to just do it as Meghan Markle and as Harry. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do documentaries about things that need to be shined light on and help the world and the foundation and blah, 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 blah all the things that they say they want to do. Raise my little family. You leave me the fuck out of your life. I'm going to leave you the fuck out of mine. Hmm. Do you think Harry and William have any sort of a relationship right now? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think I, don't, ha- I don't think they get along. Okay. Do you think Harry and Prince Charles have any sort of a relationship right now? That'd, that'd be a maybe. That'd be a maybe, I think. So if you're trying to draw, or not you particular, in particular, but people who are trying to draw a connection between what's going on with, with Megan right now and what happened to Princess Diana, because even on our Facebook page this morning, yeah. people were making that connection. Uh-oh, better check the brakes in your car before you start driving. Shit like that. Right or wrong, that's what people are doing right now is drawing a comparison. Yeah. If Harry does actually believe that the firm, quote unquote, the royal family, had something to do with the death of his mother, how could he possibly have any relationship with his father? His father is a prominent, he's the heir to the throne. He would have had to have been in on it, wouldn't he? Or is the queen that powerful? Well, I don't know how it works with the royals, but let's let's discuss the everyday family. You know full well there's a lot of parents, maybe, who don't agree with what their kid is doing, but one really doesn't agree with it, and the other spouse goes along with whatever their partner says. Sure. So that could be the case here, where he's looking at, or or their mom, or whatever it is, where he's looking at these people, and they're all angry, and he's like, well, I don't want to cause a big thing and have to leave the family, so I'll just kind of go along with it. But he could secretly be about it. I would love to know who's about it. Personally, I'm happy for them. Get the that's not what you want for your life. Then get out. Why does there have to be so much scrutiny over it? Your life, your choices. You only have one life. I don't care if it's family or not. If you don't want to do that, like it sucks to hear. You know, it sucks to hear. But as like a parent, for example, you could probably relate when your kid tells you who's been close to you their whole life says, "I'm gonna up and move across the country." That hurts you a little bit. But you need to be okay with it because they're living their life. Don't be offended by it. And I, have a, I have a feeling they have a really tough time of getting around that because to them, royals are everything. Who doesn't want to be royal? Like, everything's the fucking best. Not for everybody. It isn't for everybody. And it has just so happens for Harry, it's not for him. And he well, found a woman that was willing to be by his side through it. That's the way I see it. Okay, there's also a certain amount of been there, done that going on too. He's lived the royal lifestyle. He's definitely benefited from being a royal. He just chose to not stick with that. Sure. Path. And he's also, let's not forget, he has also been always rebellious. You know his yeah, past. Sure he has. Yeah. You know, like we all remember the photos of him naked in Vegas, don't we? Mm-hmm. He's never really been one to play by the rules. So how are we to assume that he he isn't all for this? I just hope that he's as firm as it, he, he makes it seem against his family. Uh, he oh. hasn't said as much as I want him to if he is uh, really on Megan's side. You know what I mean? I want to hear more from Harry. You tell me more. You tell me more about how much you support her. Like, I know he said things in the past. Absolutely, he has. And they've released statements. I really want to hear you be firm. I wish they could just speak the way that they probably want to speak. Like, my family hates my decision. But this is my wife, A, B. We decided this together. 
and he said it in nice ways before. I'd really just love it if he could be blunt. Like, you're no longer with the royal family. Be like the rest of us. Just say it how it is. Like, we're not going to get along. You're probably going to hear some shit. It's not true. This is my wife. We decided to fuck off and, and take off and go somewhere else. And if you don't like it, don't care. Print your garbage in your stupid newspapers, but I'm going to go live my life over here and let the royals be them. I'm not going to talk about them ever again, so don't ask me any questions about it. If they want to start their conspiracy theories about things that happen, we're going to just let it be. Bye. And let it, let it be done. There's a lot of people who think that it's the whole happy wife, happy life scenario, too. She doesn't want anything to do with that shit. Maybe she got a little taste of it at the beginning and decided it wasn't for her, but he was already into it. They were having kids. They'd made plans. And now it's just basically like watching a puppet show, right? It's like, hey, Harry, come on Which over here. Come on over here. Bunch of horse shit. I hate everything about the, the people who believe that. Really this do. is why Sunday's interview is important, though, because we get snippets like the one you just played, and that's very out of context. We don't know what led up to it or what happened after it. And I'd like to know. I would really like to hear from Harry. I agree with you on that. So I think this interview on Sunday is going to be one of the highest rated TV events of the year. Yeah. It might even beat the Golden Globes. Well, most it things definitely beat the will. Globes. Our radio show <laughs> beat the fucking Golden Globes. It was really bad this year, guys. So Real bad. bad. Um, now let's go to uh, <laughs> Chris Harrison, Bachelor. He, did, he went on this morning and did an interview, and it was a full blown mea culpa. I was wrong. There's no denying it. I recognize what I did was wrong. Here's why it was wrong. In fact, let's just play the clip from this morning. I think the biggest surprise for a lot of people that this season was supposed to be a a turning point for the show. We have the first black bachelor in the franchise's history after two decades of being on the air. It was a move that had already been criticized as too little, too late by, by quite a few people. But now it's being overshadowed by this controversy over racism, but not just by a contestant on the show, but also by its own host. And, and you are the face of the show. So a lot of people, and I'm wondering, why would you defend Rachel Kirkinell? I am an imperfect man. I made a mistake, and I own that. I believe that mistake doesn't reflect who I am or what I stand for. You said, quote, is it not a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021 because they're the big difference? So, so what is the, to you, what is the difference? Or is there, there one? There is not. Antebellum parties are not okay. Past, present, future. Knowing what that represents is unacceptable. So he's done it. He's done exactly what he had to do. He apologized. He said why what he said was wrong. And he has made a commitment to being a better person. He said he's not perfect. None of us are. Does he get a pass now? Can we just let him go back to to work? No. no. So it is a punishment then. Well, you can't just apologize for something like that because he said it, first of all. There's no, you can't take it back. Like you said what you said. But there's reasons why you said it. So when you say things like I'm going to, I understand that I need to take the time to learn. Then he's got to take the time to learn. You can't throw him right back in there. You can't. They're waiting though. I'm sure ABC, which is why they haven't announced anything except for the, after the final rose, um, Emmanuel Ocho is going to take over for that. They haven't announced anything past that. And there's probably a reason for it. They're going to hold out and wait for the reaction from this interview. This was a big day for Chris Harrison, but that said, they're definitely going to be leaning more towards mm, totally replace him for the bachelorette. I think. Uh, maybe we'll see him on Bachelor in Paradise. I don't think we'll see him. We might not see him again as a host of the show, honestly. He really pissed a lot of people in the community off. He really did. Okay. I mean, I, I just don't understand what we're doing anymore. Like, I, I get the 
Okay, you you said something wrong, and and now you got to apologize, and you've got to say why it's wrong. And he's done the whole thing there. Now he's done it, and he he's even said why it was wrong. So if they don't let him go back, they either think he's lying, or that this is a punishment of some sort. Like, oh, you said something dumb, so now you got to skip a couple seasons worth of pay. Sit on the sidelines because you nope, you're you're just going to get punished for a while. I just don't understand what the goal is here. Is it to educate? Because it sounds to me that that was a very heartfelt apology. He said what was wrong. And the only thing he didn't say, and the re- I'm really surprised he hasn't said this yet. He is very, very protective of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. He has a relationship with the contestants that are on that show. Every season, he has a. they're a lot closer than you see on the show. I don't know why he hasn't come out and said, listen, I'm sorry. I was in that interview and I was more fixated on somebody attacking a friend of mine and not necessarily on why they were attacking them. So all I was trying to do was come to the defense of someone. And in hindsight, I probably should have just left it to them to defend. It's not my case to argue. And now I've gotten sucked into it and that just muddied the waters. So at the end of the day, I was trying to defend uh, a colleague, someone who's on my show, and I shouldn't have done you that. A colleague, though, that's the part that gets me. And I mentioned this in the last podcast. I don't understand why you're rushing so hard to defend someone who is just a contestant on The Bachelor. You've had a million of them through the years. There's literally been men and women pouring in and out of these seasons. And why this? On this season, where it was so important for them to have Matt James, the Black Bachelor, you would come to the defense of a white bachelorette who was seen in photos doing racist things, basically. It doesn't make sense to me that he would even do that to begin with. It's almost like he was hoping there'd be so many people behind him going, that's right, Chris, you tell him. That's right, people need to calm down. But that's not how it ended up. Maybe he was just taking a chance that people would be behind him. You know, but again, like like it was asked of him the second time around this morning, do you still think it's okay in 2018? Which is what he was saying. Like, oh, being part of a party that's kind of mildly racist, it was okay a couple of years ago. It's just not okay now. Which is basically what he was saying. So that's what he's, that's what he's, that one moment, isn't it amazing how that one little moment, that one small answer, I think, I don't know, he might be done, Scott. Hmm. I just, uh, I'm just trying to figure out the end game. You know, like if you say something, are you done? Are you toast? Is there any gray area? Is there any exception? Or what is the goal here of Uh, This is cancel culture, right? I mean, I think we can agree that what happened with Dr. Seuss was not cancel culture, but it seems like he said something that was inappropriate, so he's got to go. And then there was talk that, well, he might be able to come back once he's proved that he knows what he did was wrong. Mm -hmm. To me, it sounds like he knows what he did was wrong. So then he should be able to come back. No, But but there's, I I don't understand what the end game is here. So you can't just say, oh, yeah, it was wrong and, and move on. There's obviously a little bit, like you said, there's a little bit of education that needs to be done here. And you can't claim that in a week you've been fully educated enough, like or two weeks, whatever it's been since he made those comments. You know everything there is to know. No, like it's not going to work that way. Um, And like he said in there, in case you missed it, I am committed to progress, not just for myself, also for the franchise. So you're not going to say I'm committed to progress and then be like, but I'll be back in a minute. But he did say the franchise has been a part of his life for 20 years. He loves it, and when asked, he also confirms, yes, he plans to be back. But those are his plans. It really just lies on what ABC decides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I'm curious to see how it goes from here. There was one more apology, though, that came out, and 
<laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to play this on my end for you. I don't know if you saw this or not yesterday. It was Governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, who's now got a ton of people coming out uh, accusing him of sexual misconduct. Yesterday, he decided was the day to apologize. Listen to this. I now understand that I acted in a way that made people feel uncomfortable. It was unintentional. <laughs> okay. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. I feel awful about it. And frankly, I am embarrassed by it. And that's not easy to say. But that's the truth. But this is what I want you to know. And I want you to know this from me directly. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never knew at the time that I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. Well, that's his apology. Does he get to carry on being governor of New York or does he need to sit out for a couple of election cycles? I don't know enough about that situation to say, really. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. That sounded like a very heartfelt apology. He got choked up. He admits what he did was wrong. He says right then and there, I I didn't realize that what I had said or what I had did was inappropriate or that I was making people uncomfortable. I'm now aware of that. So is he just forgiven and, and life can just go on? Um, well, what is I mean, what are the accusations? This is a prominent Democrat who is likely going to run for president at some point. Yeah. I. Uh, what are the accusations? So he didn't touch anybody. OK. Was that an didn't. accusation? Yeah, there was accusations of inappropriate touching, inappropriate right. comments, stuff like that. Right. He uh, was known to he's very Italian for those who don't know. Uh, he was known to do uh, kisses on the cheek as a greeting that some people found inappropriate. I mean, there was a number of things that were in there. I, I'm not going to go too in-depth on it because I don't even know if I've read all of the accusations. I'm just sort of summarizing here. Yeah, is, is it all okay then for Cuomo? He apologized, so he gets to go on? I'm, I'm just wondering. Great. Uh, not specifically from you. This is rhetorical, Yeah, by no, the way. totally, totally. It's, uh, it's a controversial subject, too, because, I mean, if you dismiss other people for similar in their roles and they're not public, then do you dismiss everybody? I mean, it goes back to Me Too movement, right? Sure. Some people found that extremely unfair. Some people thought no matter what, yep, you're canceled. Other people thought this is stupid. Why are we canceling people for stuff that happened? Unless it was something severe. Like, unless we're talking about, you know, a Harvey Weinstein situation, which, yeah, that guy got exactly what he deserved. But is it okay if there were inappropriate comments and maybe some mild touching? I mean, uh, nobody can (laughs) really... Mild touching? I don't know. (laughs) Nobody can really... Nobody can really say... When if they if they if it was proven that yeah he should still be able to do what he does but again I don't know because this isn't necessarily proven how many women have come forward now at this point do we have a number uh oh boy I believe it's at least three okay at least three right. by the way since this started to leak out just over a week ago he hasn't done any public appearances or media he's still been working as the governor of New York but he hasn't yeah. done any public appearances I don't know I mean I would think that people are going to hear that heartfelt apology and say, okay, all right, fine, you apologize. As long as your victims are okay with it, we're okay with it, we move on. 
There's other people, though, that want him to step down. They want his resignation. They want charges filed. I, I'm just trying to figure out what uh, happens next for him. Although he's in a unique position where he can kind of create the rules. I mean, he's the one who oversees the justice system that would try him if there was charges laid. So, And, and I don't know that there will be, but it's uh, that's Governor Cuomo's apology. For what it's worth. Let, let's talk quickly here about lockdowns because, uh, oh, Dr. Eileen Davila, Tirana, and Dr. Lowe in Peel region are not popular right now. They have recommended that Toronto and Peel next week, when the stay-at-home order expires midnight Monday, the mayor of Mississauga, Bonnie Crombie, had wanted them to go to the red zone. But the doctors are saying, no, it's got to be gray. And it's funny because I was watching this news conference yesterday with Dr. Eileen Davila, and every time I watch her, I think more and more to myself, you love publicity. You love that all those cameras are in front of you and you're sitting right next to Mayor Tory and, and that you're the one who makes these decisions. I don't know that there's anyone more than Dr. Davila that loves the spotlight. And I'm really, really, really struggling with this decision here. Uh, maybe it is the right decision. Maybe it is. But it's not going to do anything to to match what is going on in the rest of North America. Mississauga, Brampton, Caledon, Peel Region, and Toronto are under the strictest pandemic restrictions in North America. No jurisdiction in all of North America is as tight with restrictions as those areas are. And And she's not talking about even loosening restrictions. She's talking about like a drop in the bucket. Well, gray zone, that means some businesses could open with strict capacity limits, but the rest of them have to stay closed. It just doesn't match what else is happening. And I'm trying to figure out if that's the right decision. And I totally understand anyone who lives in those jurisdictions who's fed up and had enough. I totally get it. Yeah. It if like you're under that stay at home order now and you just found out, okay, stay at home is off, but this, all the businesses and stuff are still closed. You still can't go back to work. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. The stay sure at it home. Is. And, yeah. It, it's basically the same thing with just a different wording because they can't, they don't want to use the term lockdown. So no. instead it's a stay at home order because they think that's a little bit easier for people to hear than lockdown. People don't like being locked down, but stay at home is basically a lockdown. At this, no business is open in that stage that are closed during lockdown. So, I don't know. Uh, it's very political, isn't it? Yes, it does seem very political. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. This is a bit of a fight that's happening because I see some people asking the legitimate question, uh, what election did we vote for Dr. Eileen Davila? I don't remember seeing her name on a ballot. And there's those who want to slap those people down and say, bah, that's bullshit. Public health shouldn't be political and blah, blah, blah. And, and yeah, I agree that public health shouldn't be political, but I don't think it's citizens that are making public health political. It seems to be public health that's making public health political. Yeah. And that's a really slippery slope to be going down. I don't think anybody saw it happen in that way. But I totally understand the frustration if you live in Toronto or Peel. And I, know, I get it. I know we've mentioned this before in passing, and we won't go too deep into it. But when you say all those things, you remind me of conversations we've had where we've talked about judges and maybe medical officers of health. Should they start being voted for? You know, seriously, you know, I mean, they have the ultimate authority. They can basically take the food right off your table. They can say, nope, you can't eat. No livelihood for you. You're going to stay locked down until we say it's safe enough. And keep in mind, nobody has ever said what's safe. 
Nobody has ever given a firm number to say, if you get your numbers to this, you can go to the green zone. If you get your numbers to this, you can go to the orange zone, or this is the red zone. Nobody has defined that. It's really just the way these people feel on that particular day. These people get their salary no matter what. Very high six figures. They get paid no matter what. Doesn't matter. Uh, They don't need to rely on the CERB or anything like that, or a rent subsidy. They don't have a business. So I'm really wondering how much they can relate to the average person. And, and you know, it's funny because they can say, oh, we understand it's having a toll on people's mental health. Do you really understand how much of a toll it's having on people's mental yeah, health? I wonder. mean, if you were living check to check to begin with, yeah. and now we just took away your job, and, and we won't even give you a date for when it might come back, and, and you can just sort of fluff it off in a 30-minute news conference, I, I don't know that you really understand how people feel. There certainly was a time during this pandemic, several times, when we needed that stay-at-home order to keep the numbers down, or it was just all going to go to shit. The whole thing was going to get out of control if we didn't. But now doesn't seem to be that time. The numbers don't support locking people down again. And for them to come out there and say, "Mm, here's a little bone, you get to go to the gray zone. I don't know that they really do understand what their the impact of their orders and it's very very frustrating uh anyway though a uh, quick thing on this they have extended a couple of the relief programs the wage subsidy the rent support and the the actual serb or whatever it is we call it now uh that's going to go on until june coincidentally okay. we're having an election in june <laughs> we are hey, they haven't are announced it insin- yet but we all know it's going to ins- happen june 14th or 15th are you insinuating one has something to do with the other no no, but hey, it's a lock. We're having you. an election June 14th or 15th, one day or the other. Sure, but but the, the truth is we need that to be extended. If, if that wasn't expended, that, if that wasn't extended, everybody would agree that's absolute, that's fuckery right there. That's fuckery. 100%. You have to extend it. The Public Health Agency of Canada says they expect to spend $5 billion on vaccines and other COVID-19 treatments. Procurement Minister Anita Anand had previously said vaccines would cost $1 billion. Sorry, at least $1 billion. Okay, well, that kind of led us to believe that it would be around a billion dollars, maybe a billion and a half dollars. There's a big difference between one and a half and five. And not that I'm saying we shouldn't spend that money. I'm just saying that people should be just, just be given accurate information in the first place. Yeah. You guys know how much a vaccine costs. You know how many we need. That's basic math. How did that get fucked up and go five times higher than what you initially said? How? Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see those vaccine contracts. Sound, by the way, they sound like they hired me to do their math. Like the- <laughs> <laughs> right? No shit. Yeah, it's not I, right. But I, look, I, I mean, whatever. To me, all that stuff can be settled later. And it should be settled later and figured out later. Right now, the important things need to stay where they are. I don't care what it costs. Help people who need help right now. Get vaccines in arms. Spend as much money as you need to spend on that right now. Yep. That's all that matters to me in this. Well, the one the one that I'm wondering about specifically is that contract back in December. Remember when we had no vaccines and we weren't going to get any vaccines. And then Trudeau came out a couple weeks before Christmas and said, hurrah, we got vaccines. Yes. Did they pay a premium price? In order to save his political fortunes. Because it was looking like a catastrophe when America was putting shots in people's arms and we had nothing on the radar. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, oh, hey, we got a a million vaccines coming this month. How'd you get those? Because we didn't have those initially. 
So did you, if a vaccine is supposed to cost the government, say, 55 bucks each, did you pay 110 for those vaccines just to save your political fortune there? Is that what happened? I, I would love to know that. And we don't know that. It's in the contracts. But no one has released the damn I'd contracts. I'd like to think, again, that it, if they did, let's say it was 55 bucks, now it's 100 we're going to pay it, that it wasn't political, that it was a, that it was a make sure that we get these shots in arms for the health and safety of everybody. You hope that, right? You'd hope that. I don't know that we can actually say that confidently, though. I really, really don't. Uh, you know, I don't think we need to go too long today. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover in this? Um, no, I don't think so. Tomorrow will be fun. I think you guys know Friday. Dave Blizzard joins us uh, on the podcast. And we have so much stuff to talk about tomorrow, too. Um, and maybe we'll even talk new music on the podcast. We don't talk about music that often, but there's a it's bunch of most of it's shit. That's exactly, you're absolutely well, right. But I'm wondering if now we'll get a surge, because this is the time of year, if it happens, it happens, of new music that's good, because everyone's going to compete for the song of the summer. So, and everyone who delayed their shit last year, which mm, some did, some didn't, is apparently going to come out this year. Uh, but yeah, who knows what we'll talk about, because tomorrow is a brand new day. Okay, guys, you have yourselves a good Thursday. We're back tomorrow, and be safe. Go Leafs, go, and... Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.